Hi, everybody. I'm sick, and you're listening to Football After Dark. Wow, I, when you said you could do the intro for Corey, this is all you had. That was it. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing tonight? Today, I am joined by number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman. Hey, it's me. Professional sports broadcaster, Nick Kuyper. That's me. And maybe he's getting his tattoo covered up, but the first part of it's looking pretty good. Corey Clements. Yeah, that's me. He got a dragon. I just I just enjoy saying something different about you every week. It's fun. He gave he gave <laughs> up on the whole Bioshock tattoo sleeve thing. That's yeah. fair enough though, because the dragon tattoo is gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. Sick. So who who gives a shit at that point? Yeah. So guys, yeah. no football. That's the end of the episode. <sighs> Michael, bye everybody. <sighs> football happened. Yeah. It did. This weekend. It did. Before football, football happened, Antonio Brown got dropped again. Yes, right before football happened. Tony Brown gone again, saying he's not coming back to the NFL. And he'll be the first all he'll be the first pro bowler in the XFL, don't you worry. Oh, I'm sure they'll fucking try to pay him. There was an XFL parody account on Twitter that was talking to him the entire time and he got blocked. It was really funny. Uh. <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, he could go. Dude, there was yeah, could. somebody on Instagram messaged him. He was like, I'm really like, it really hurts me that all this stuff is coming out. You were one of my favorite players. You were the most electric person. You always seemed so genuine and happy and like excited to be where you were. And then this past like years, it's been nothing but like greed and selfishness. And then it sent Antonio Brown sent two messages. The first one was high. And then. 13 hours later, he said, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he did that on purpose. He waited exactly 13 hours. He set a 13-hour alarm on his phone. Can you imagine Drew Rosenhaus? Like, imagine being Drew Rosenhaus. The bullshit that he says. It feels like 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 watching, what's his name, from Entourage. Uh, Ari? Yeah. Yeah. Feels like watching a real life Ari. Yeah, the, he he just has to like, you like in front of the cameras, he's like, oh, my client. And on the, like behind the scenes, he's like, you need to fucking stop. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I believe him when he says he's not coming to, back to football because like he just, he's back at university. You guys see that shit? And he went back to Central Michigan. Yeah, he re-enrolled at Central Michigan. He's taking classes. He's going back to school. What's he going for? <laughs> I have no idea. Chirotherapy? He posted his he posted his schedule on Instagram. <laughs> so like you could probably go look at it and find out. Can you imagine like being in class at Central Michigan and Antonio Brown walks in? Yeah, I hope they don't get Okay, I'm not going there. <laughs> oh shit. Where else yeah. is he gonna do his favorite pastime than where it always happens. College. Damn. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Fucking. He. I was. I don't want to say he. He. He threw enough shit. I mean, we're gonna. We talked about it uh, at the end of the deep cut, which you can listen to if you give us money on Patreon. Just grab a ten dollars month are on Patreon. Are we starting so with the segment? Fifty dollars yeah. a month gets you a conversation right. with me once a month. Yep. Well, Did you make that tier yet? We you already really tier? know the winner. No, I still. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to put it in there because Corey needs people to talk to. Do you not want money? I'll make sure it goes out. And sure. then, uh, okay, so, so it's time for that <laughs> shade of the week. Very good. Well, Matt is so happy about that. <laughs> um, 
No, so Antonio Brown with the tweets talking about Ben Roethlisberger and Robert Kraft after his uh, incident that is causing him to not be in the NFL anymore. Does he does he understand like the difference between what he, he and Robert Kraft did? No. Apparently not. Because I mean, as far allegedly. as allegedly, we talked about this before. Where as far as you could tell. The uh, what Robert Kraft did was a consensual thing between two people, right? And Antonio Brown was harassing somebody. So yeah, I'd, I'd say those those things are quite different. All of the all of the drama about the Robert Kraft thing came from other things involved with the facility that didn't have anything to do with Robert Kraft. Right. Like it's still a bad look. Like it's still bad PR, but it's not the same thing as harassing a girl and trying to putting her in a group chat along with other people as you explain to them hey we got to find some dirt on this girl because she's trying to take me to court like it's not really the same thing if we're if we're uh if we're gonna be honest so but that was a that was a uh a nominee for it we also had uh troy aikman throwing out some shade when the statistics were released that uh Pat, Patrick Mahomes has what was it, thirty-two percent of Troy Aikman's total yardage in eight percent of his games played. Yeah, well, it was touchdowns. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. touchdowns in eight percent of his games yeah. played. And, uh, and Troy, salty, sweaty Aikman. Yeah, Troy Aikman responded with, uh, "Let me know when <laughs> he uh, uh, he has thirty-three percent of my Super championships." Bowl. Yeah. To which uh, Troy Buck, is it not Troy Buck? Joe Buck. Joe Buck replied. A horrendous act, or whatever the thing. What was what, the line that he said about the horrendous act on the field? Nobody knows what I'm referencing or talking what about. What was it? What, what what happened? It wasn't anything like actually he, horrendous. He was he, was, he was just like saying it was a burn. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was the reference from? The reference was from someone doing something on a field a few years ago that Joe or yeah Joe Buck. On air, like a horrendous act. Like he, like, really hammed it up and overplayed it. And now it's like a copy pasta meme that when someone does something, people usually say, right, I'm going to look it up. All right. Okay. And then the other one was uh, Rex Ryan this week called Baker. Like, he just said, let's just say that Baker Mayfield's the most overrated, overrated player, like, there is. And so, because everybody at the Cleveland Browns press conferences that want to do nothing but get under Baker's skin. They're like, hey, did you hear about this other thing this guy said about you? And they bring that up to Baker, and he's like, well, you know, if if they're not in our colors right now, they don't matter to me. And right now, Rex doesn't even have any colors, so and there's a reason for that. So mm-hmm. That's some good one. Damn. But. He does suck. But. But. The best one. Definitely the best shade, Louis. The best shade. Of course. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, you want to... Yeah, go ahead. It was when Randy Moss mooned the crowd at Lambeau Field. And then oh, and okay. Joe Buck was like, a disgusting act was... A, a disgusting... I'm going to look... I, I I got the YouTube video open. I want to play it so you, you guys wanna, can hear it. Justin, do you want to explain our, our winner for the shade of the week? Yeah, so our winner of the shade of the week. I don't, know, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head. I should probably look this kind of stuff up. But... You, you could you could play it on the microphone if you want. You can uh. 
Is that Chris Collinsworth? Yeah. yeah it's Chris Collinsworth and Joe Buck. This is old. When is Chris Col- When is Chris Collinsworth ever called a game with Joe Buck? Must have been a long, long time ago, bud. Oh, yeah, that's right. Randy Moss didn't even, like, moon them. He just, like, pretended to moon them. And then Joe yeah, Buck's he didn't like, it's actually a disgusting act. Pull his ass out. A disgusting act. And now everyone, like, makes fun of Joe Buck with that line. So sometimes I, I say it. I and... off somebody else so I can get my friend a chair. Oh, okay. But, yeah, Matt, do you want to announce the winner oh, no, for the Shades of the Week? The, the fireman from yeah. Philadelphia? Correct. Who was catching children or saving people's lives and in the interview... On the local news. On the local news, uh, through shade at Nelson Aguilar. I don't know it that well. He right, said so. he said that okay, so he was catching. There was a fire, and he's a volunteer fireman. And they were like catching kids or something from yeah, the window. Yeah, they, they were they were taking kids to the window, and like dropping them to him so he could catch them. So he had to catch babies coming out of a window, and he was explaining. He's like, and I had to catch the babies out of the window, unlike Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> On, like, the local news. That, that's... Like, this was, like, five hours after the game had happened, and this guy had just sat and watched the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Lions and then went to work that night as a fireman and was still pissed off about it so bad that when he was being interviewed about saving burning children from a fire, he threw shade at Nelson Aguilar for dropping passes. Bruh, I just, like... That's peak Philadelphia fan, though. They'll boo you, and then the very next minute, like... Celebrate you, but then go back to booing you. Yeah. Did you? Did you guys watch first take today? It was either today or yesterday. After no. that happened, it mm-hmm. was. I don't know the girl's name. That's there with uh, Kellerman and Stephen A. Molly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, they're trying to like debate like, is like why can't Carson Wentz get the same performance out of his team that Nick Foles could? Mm-hmm. And the whole time Molly's just like. Did you guys see that video of the guy on the news? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I just felt bad for her like the entire time because they're like in the heat of the argument and she's just trying to brighten up the mood and like There is no brightening up the mood on first take. It's just Stephen A is fucking there on two hours of sleep for the past week. Yeah. And just like forever in a terrible mood because mm-hmm. he can't sleep. Kellerman's just there to antagonize him the entire time have you ever seen his like his show after like first take he he literally is miserable the entire time like he's just angry the whole time and then the, what was oh uh really and then they did uh that. they've been they're doing this segment like the state of the black quarterback where they're talking to this guy from uh the undefeated that's like viewing this ongoing uh article about them mm-hmm. and uh like Stephen A. Smith and him are talking about it the entire time, and then Kellerman's like, "How about this black quarterback?" And like, will you shut up, <laughs> <laughs> Max? Just shut up, Max. They should have just removed Max from the table, right? And just brought in like Marcus Spears or Damian Woody or something like that. I have the clip of the uh, the Philadelphia man. Well, if they want to see it, they're going to have to wait till after the episode's over. No, I'm joking. You can play it. Just, just the audio. Ready? Yeah. I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming at his kids was in there and things like that. 
So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, and then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up, and ironically, being my one of my ex, my old coworkers took the ladder off the off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> So good. That's the shade of the week. Easy. And it, after Aguilar had a two touchdown game. Yeah, he dropped a couple passes, had two touchdowns. The Eagles did lose, but since we're starting there, and the Eagles lost. We got the Aguilar stuff. <laughs> the Lions. All right. So, what do we think about the two zero and one Lions? Undefeated Lions. The undefeated Lions. Who are we going to be more? Who? Not are we going to. Who would we be more impressed with after this week if they were still undefeated? The Bills who are going up against the Patriots or the Lions who are going up against the Chiefs? God. Well, both the Lions and the Bills are at home. I would say the Bills because at points in games, Chiefs games have been close. At no point has any team looked even remotely like, like they even belong on the field with the Patriots. Well, in that, in that, the the Patriots have faced three zero and three teams, right? But I mean, the Bills are one and two. Might as well be zero and three. The Ravens. The Bills. I said, I said the Raiders. Oh, I'm talking about okay. the the teams the Chiefs have beaten. Yeah, yeah well, you said Bills. You, oh, did I mean yeah. to say Bills? Okay, yeah, I meant yeah. to say Raiders. Um, the Raiders are one and two, basically zero and three, because the only team they beat are the zero and three Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys beat the Jaguars prior to our Lord and Savior, apparently. Well, really prior to Nick Foles threw one pass and Gardner Minshew took over. Yeah, but he wasn't like he Gardner wasn't. He wasn't he ready. He didn't have his jorts on underneath right. his pads. Yeah. He still started sixteen for sixteen in that game. Or whatever. Right. The hell, yeah. like, he whatever still the did hell really he did. good. <laughs> I still just. I still and just. We beat the Ravens, which Lamar Jackson's only lost two times in his young career. And Which they've both been against the Chiefs. Well, he's lost, including postseason, obviously. Well, postseason three, three times. But regular season, he's only lost two times, and it's against the Chiefs. Yeah, okay, look, okay, well, we'll explain it like this. Who's better, the Bills or the Lions? I think the Bills are better than the Lions. Agreed. Uh, the Bills have relied on some, like, I pretty think in all three of their games, it's been fourth hero heroics by Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, he's the man. He's our... He's our He's the chosen one. He's the table god. Yeah, he is. So that, I mean, your defense choking out at the end and then your quarterback having to come back to lead you is not a real good recipe for success. No. No, it sure doesn't win you games in the playoffs. Because sure then exciting. they'll line up yeah. they'll line up offsides right before overtime. Like, and and cut him. They <laughs> they almost lost to the Owen three Bengals. They almost lost to the 0 and 3 Jets. Yeah. Well, they were trailing in both games in the fourth quarter. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that okay, well then that would be another reason why I'd be more surprised if the Bills won. That's my thing. I don't know. Because if we're if we're if we're saying that like okay, well they're not really that good and they could have easily be 1 and 2 at this point, well then I feel like that would justify them Who was their third game? It was the Jets Giants. Jets Giants. Okay. They mainly pretty much beat down the Giants. Like, there was a late little surge from Eli Manning in the fourth that didn't really matter. Daniel Jones. None of that shit matters. They wouldn't have won if Danny Dimes was in there. (laughs) Danny Dimes. Man. All right. So, well, well, let's... 
Let's finish out this. Yeah, no, no, no. I just why like, um, who would I? I still think I'd be more surprised if the Lions won. I just they feel like they feel more fake to me than the Bills. I, and I, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it is the Lions and it's how they do it. But I just, Both teams are notorious for getting off to good starts and then not mattering by the end of October. Because the they go is, 0 and 4. The thing is, the Bills are a divisional opponent to the Patriots, so they at least have some shot. Divisional games, even though it's Tom Brady, there's still like something that can happen there. Lions haven't played the Chiefs in <coughs> four years. Four years, and did you know that in since uh, Mahomes has been a starter, this is this will be his first indoor game. Are you serious? Yeah, his first indoor game. The last time he played indoors was in college. Do you know what his stat line was? I don't want to notice that. Oh, for 32. 600 yards and six touchdowns. Holy sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> when did he so play that was, indoors? So that was like a bad stat line for college, right? <laughs> <laughs> for him, yeah. So I'm expecting like uh, 420 yards and 69 touchdowns. Nice. 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 I, I don't know why I felt like doing it. Anyway, I expect him to do what he's done all season, 370 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> the, the Pat Mahomes average, as it is. 370 and three? Mm-hmm. Sweet God. Well, I'll tell you what. If he goes for three, then he'll just crest over 50 touchdowns again. Like, just barely, if he averages three. Mm-hmm. So, that's what you got to do if you want to get 50 touchdowns. I still think... I I think the I think both games will be actually surprisingly close. Mainly, as Matt said, the Bills and Patriots game just by de facto because one, the Patriots are kind of injured, like they lost their fullback Devlin to IR, which is a big deal. Um, Edelman's gonna play, but he's has a rib injury. Um, obviously, they don't have Antonio Brown anymore. They've already been playing without their center which is part of the reason why Brady's been kind of doing this whole thing where, like, the ball touches his hands and he throws it because he knows he can't really stand back there too long. And the Bills have a really good defense, and if you kind of hearken back to last year, Derek Anderson had the Bills in a spot to, like, win the game. Like, he had them inside the red zone of the Patriots, and he threw a pick six, and the game was over. So I think the Bills think that they can beat the Patriots. The Lions... I I think the Lions have just as much on the line here with how good the division's doing right now. It's the best division in football. Right. If they go over to four, they're they're fucked. Yeah, if they uh if they if they lose if they lose a game right now, that's gonna put them behind almost immensely. Mm -hmm. Like so they have the same thing with the Bills is are like, you know, they're keeping neck and neck with the Patriots. They got something to really play for right now because they started out 3-0. They're doing really well and they have they have to keep it going because they know the Patriots are going to w- lose like maybe two games this year and they ho- they got to hope that they're one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think both games are not up I don't want to say upset alerts, but they're like games that I think are going to be closer than people expect. I don't think either of them are going to win. <laughs> I think the Chiefs and the Patriots are both just going to win. This is going to be yeah, this is going to be the smallest margin of victory for the Patriots, at yes. least. Absolutely. Uh, but if we're talking about margins of victory and we're talking about like starts to the year, I guess we transition over to this team. 
So absolutely no team has had a softer start to their schedule than Dallas has. Like, not at all. Like, name me a team. Patriots. The Patriots, yeah. That's the only one I could think of. And, like, the Patriots... See, I don't know, though, because at, at, at the time... Well, may, maybe not, because the Patriots' three wins are Pittsburgh, uh, the Jets, and Miami. And the... And they got to face Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger for most of the game. Then they no, they didn't. Face... Oh, ben played that entire game. Oh, that's, no, that's that was right. a, That was sucked. week one. That's right. Yeah, they just sucked. They were just awful that game. Yeah, but then week two, they played a poopy Jets team, like really poopy bad Jets team. Mm-hmm. And then they got, well, sorry, week two, poopy, poopy Miami team. Week three, played Jets team. Kill Poopy. Poopy bad teams. All three, po- really poopy bad. Jets have three defensive touchdowns on the year. And this is without C.J. Mosley for... At least one of them. Can you imagine if like they actually had a they actually offense? had an, I don't like, think an this offense? Yeah, I don't think this is I don't everybody's saying how bad this Jets team is. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people. I mean it's think. just like I, they have their team. they have their third string quarterback. Like that's really that's the only thing keeping them back. It's they're injured. Yeah. They're just, they're a bad team because they're getting put behind the eight ball because of injuries. Yeah. Right. And it's just that's the unfortunate reality yeah. of it. I just think that I think Dallas I, 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 the the biased Saints fan is like in me right now. Is like Dak's gonna go to New Orleans and get absolutely humbled, maybe by a backup quarterback. But at the same time, people are gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, well, that's a tough place to play on the road. It's their first real test. Dak's been playing really good. He's due for a bad game." Like, no one's gonna automatically be like, "Oh, wait, no, he's actually still just kind of okay." Yeah, well, like, it's 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 gonna do, like like I said, it's gonna depend on the margin of victory. Like, even though like, we all know that, right? Yeah. Uh, if it's you know if they, I don't expect it to be, but if it's like New England Pittsburgh Week One, thirty three to three or whatever, then like I don't think people, I think people are gonna be talking a lot worse about them. But if it's a closer game, like you know a touchdown, couple scores, then it's gonna be they they'll just keep that same yeah. storyline they're still uh dallas is still favored road favorites in this game mm-hmm. by two and a half i think it's it's a full a team that's fully healthy with their full complement of players is always going to be favored no matter what over a team with a backup quarterback right like that's just always going to happen like it doesn't matter that the saints have a good roster arguably one of the best rosters front to back both sides mm-hmm. when it's healthy because it hasn't been the first two weeks. And now that slowly but surely you're going to be getting more defensive players back, you're still not going to have Breeze for another four weeks. Right. It's uh, we, we Like I said last week, when Breeze was down, we need the – and they did it last week with the special teams and the defense coming in and pulling their weight and doing even more than that. Uh, we got a special teams touchdown. Yeah. Which is like – And then he – Muffed a punt later, but it's okay. <laughs> he did uh, muff a punt, but uh, you know that's you just had a he just had to keep playing at that level on all sides of the ball. It's mm-hmm. like, and you will have no problem winning games. If you, if you win two out of three phases, you're likely going to win. Yep. I mean, Usually. go. You. I mean, that's the one thing people didn't realize. Like Pete Carroll in the month of October in the month of September. Was undefeated at home since he came back to came to Seattle. He was undefeated at home in the month of September, and Teddy Bridgewater 
was the quarterback that beat him. Which is and and that game was like what was that at one point like twenty seven to seven? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it good. Yeah, that game was not close by any mainly because Seattle Seattle does something that boggles my mind, which is they're one of the only teams in the NFL that has a quarterback that ninety percent, ninety five percent of everyone that watches football ranks him as elite and they run more than they throw. And they have a running back that has fumbled so goddamn much, and they won't just throw the ball. Like, just just fuck it. Just have Russell Wilson throw the ball 40 times a game. Like, because that's, that's going to be better than whatever it is you're trying to do with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny didn't play. I know he didn't play. I'm yeah. just saying, like, the last, yeah. like, year, is it's mainly been, like, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny... Uh, CJ Procise, they just throw these running backs yeah. out there and they run each of them 15 times a game. And then they wonder why they get into the third quarter and they're down 13 points. Or the fourth quarter and they're down 13 points. Then Russ has to go out and <laughs> throw rainbows to Tyler Lockett. How about you just do that? Uh, somebody brought up a good point the other day. Is uh, You know, you think of Russell Wilson as this mobile quarterback along with all these other mobile quarterbacks. He's the only one that uses his legs to just... well. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, they are pretty similar because they'll lose use their legs to extend the play to find the throw. They don't use their legs to you know run down the field, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is going to help Russell Wilson's career in the long run because you see Aaron Rodgers is what thirty five doing it and still able to pull that off. And Russell Wilson, people always say like, hey, you know. I don't know how long this running quarterback, mobile quarterback career is going to be because of all these hits he's taken from running the ball. Russell doesn't. Russell he, this year so far hasn't taken a lot of hits. Right. I mean, in the past he has because his offensive line has been terrible. Well, because they realize that oh boy, I, we can't keep letting this man get hit, and they invested in some O line talent. It's still not the best O line, <laughs> but it was better than before. It's still bottom third. Right. But remember, remember, like I think it was like two, three years ago, it was like the worst offensive line. That was Tom Cable's. Yeah, yeah, Tom, to classic Tom Cable. Right. Offensive line. Right, and then they so then they made the effort to at least improve it a bit so Russell could stop dying. Speaking of quarterbacks dying, Mariota got sacked nine times the yeah. other night. Mariota got sacked nine times. God, he's horrible. Um, Kyler Murray, at one point in the game. Had 30 plus completions for less than 180 yards. That's nuts. <laughs> I want to repeat. He had 30, not attempts. He had 30 completions, completions for less than 100 yards. Well, the whole philosophy is to, I don't know, I guess not hand the ball off. If you want to do a No, the whole sport. philosophy behind Arizona is throw slants and screen passes. That's yeah, what like Cliff Kingsbury's entire offense is. Yeah, and do nothing else. Yeah. Nothing. Not no. even hand the ball off. Yeah. Did we, uh, Larry's looking good. Larry's been, it's this weird thing where Arizona does this thing where they basically just wait until they're down 20 points and then they go, they transition from, okay, nothing but quick passes, slants, curls, screen passes, whatever. And then once they're down by 20 in the fourth, they transition to, okay, nothing but deep outs. (laughs) That's all they do. Just deep outs. And he just so throws good. it constantly to Larry Fitzgerald. And he's still so good that he can. Yeah, I think like, I think this Kyler thing is really like, like 
when they talked to him and got him to extend, I think it was really this kind of because it seems like he's, if you talk to Larry, he's really excited about playing with Kyler. And that's what we said before is like, we think they talked to Larry and been like, hey, like, we want to get this kid. Would you stay with it? Would you stay with us for a little bit if we, if we took him? And like, Larry, like, watched him and seen how electric he was and how fun he was. So in Oklahoma, I was like, yeah, I'll stay. Like, because he's, like almost because yeah, like the past like year or so it's like larry's just been going through the motions like playing like this is like pre-2017 larry now who's like and then he's like he has like juice yeah you know? i still don't think they're good like, no i still don't think i still don't think this i'm offense... just saying it's it's i'm i'm glad larry's still playing to a high level <laughs> yes matt would you like to share with the class? I just okay. Just watch the video. Watch this. Just watch what Sean does. Goes for a butt. Goes for a butt tap. Go. And does the front instead? Oh no! <laughs> Why does he do that? <laughs> Why does he? Why does he pat him on the nuts? Why do you pat his dick? One, two, still there. <laughs> That's so awkward. Like, you got balls, kid. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh, look at the top comment. <laughs> What's the top comment? <laughs> what is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Read that comment aloud, Corey. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you can't. It's it's a picture. I was like, why isn't anybody just saying this out loud? Like, because you can't. It's a picture. It says my guy said, and then it's like a weird like emoji thingy that looks like a dick, and then it looks like if you've ever seen like the weird emojis that people do when they do the table flip and like ASCII stuff. Instead of doing the table flip, he just looks really happy and his tongue sticking out like he's ready to eat. <laughs> oh man! Do is this offense gonna work? Uh, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think so. I, I think I, I, it doesn't I think, seem. Like I it think well. it needs to have more balance. Like you said, it's either it's transitioning from short slants and screens to deep outs. I think you need to mix those deep outs in throughout the game instead of just doing. Like if they want to be a pass first team, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you really have to work in some variety. Li- I, I, I was, it was a stat line that like blew my mind. when, Because obviously, you know, most of us are um, Sunday ticket consumers of football. Um, and I don't know. Like, I was, really wasn't paying attention to like how many yards he had because they were losing. And I don't, really, I don't have Kyler or any of the receivers on my teams. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, Dave's having an okay game, not a great game. But like, man... Like, I pulled that up and saw that Kyler had 180 yards on 30 completions. I'm like, <coughs> he's literally just throwing the ball and they're getting five yards every time they touch it. Yeah. Ding, dunk, ding, dunk, ding, dunk. It's incredible. Not great. Not great. That, 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 that offense needs some serious tweakage. Like, bad, bad, bad. But, uh, we got a couple boys we should probably talk about. What boys you want to talk about? His uh, two boys made a made a big big old ass cheek clapping coming out as replacement quarterbacks this week. None of them did. What are you talking about? 
We'll start with uh, our boy Danny Dimes. Big man Dan. Big man Dan. Coming out. Finally said, Giants finally said, fuck it, we're benching Eli. Let's down. This kid can do. Down 18. This week one. After Mike Evans, 190 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. Yep. And he just he just decides to channel the inner energy of Nick Foles and whip out the dong and swing it. God, and he does too. He just fucking goes in. He just swings. The thing just goes. Do you want to talk about the kick at the end? The one that mi- that the Bucks missed, yeah, <laughs> where they took they intentionally took the uh, delay a game, or whatever to push in in their defense in Bruce Arians' defense, they started off the game missing two extra points, <laughs> which is and then they made the field goal later, which was longer than the extra point. It was he was having trouble hitting those short ones today, that day, in his defense. I know that's not what he came out and said. But, yeah. Oh, you know. I, that's the thing. I mean, if that kick gets made, we're not talking about Danny Dimes right now. No, we still are. No. I definitely not not as, you know, they didn't get a win, so we're not as hyped. But, like, we still talk about how he led an 18-point comeback that was just let down from a last-second kick. That's fair. Right. He still, like, did some great shit that game. Just let up by his defense who couldn't hold them to a stop. Actually, use the pretty decent weapons that the Giants have. My boy Barkley out. <laughs> yeah, poor Barkley. Uh, Barkley was gonna get injured the moment my dad drafted him first overall in one of our other leagues. Because just about anyone my dad ever drafts in the first round gets injured, and it's happened for like eight years in a row. Why didn't you tell me this? Well, because that draft was after. It was the last one I did. It was the Sunday right before Labor Day. So that you wouldn't, you would have never known. Why? Why did you let him do it? I didn't know he wanted him. Why did you let him you do pick, it? If you pick first overall in fantasy football in our Lord's year of 2019, you, you grabbed Saquon Barkley. No, I mean he wasn't the consensus number one. You could have gone Camara or in our league McCaffrey. In our league, our league number one was Saquon. I thought. Oh, yeah, was it? it My bad. Whatever. Yeah, because I in, in in most leagues it was Saquon. Yeah, no. he could do. There is an interesting thing um, I read earlier. God fucking damn it! My phone won't go to silence. I'm sorry. I'm trying. It just clicks back. Just turn it off. I don't want to because I need it to look up stuff while we're. How else am I supposed to meme and talk about things that I saw that I forgot to save? <laughs> Such as all the running backs in the league underperforming their ADP right now. Yep. Just the only, like, I mean, you take out Barkley who's got hurt. Everyone else is underperforming unless your name's Dalvin Cook. And then, like, some of the mid-round running backs, if you have, like, a Marlon Mack or a Derrick Henry. Uh, there was, there's this, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on, there's two more people who are doing really well. Eckler. Eckler's doing well, but as of two hours ago, Melvin Gordon reported back to the team, so yeah. he'll be back next week. Yep. Yes. Um, uh, Aaron Jones is another one. That's did you see the stat well. line? That week one. Their stats, for, their running stats through the first three weeks are pretty much identical from last year. Just The Chargers? Yeah, just with, because Melvin, only difference was Melvin Gordon was averaging like .3 yards more carry and had like 172 compared to uh, Eckler's 160 right now. 
How how quick do the Chargers just throw him back out there, or do they just just not play him for spite? Uh, no, they're gonna they're definitely gonna play him. They're gonna like Probably I think until next week though. Yeah, I think they're working back in the same way they're doing with Zeke. Uh, probably. I, I don't think they're going to be in a rush to, like, immediately give him his old workload back, but I think by the end of the year, they're going to be running him into the ground, just because... He's not going to be the next year anyway? Yeah. Yeah. And which is, I guess, a, a deal for both, that works out in both parties, because yeah. they well, get the most out of him, and Gordon gets to kind of pad his stats. Yeah. And buff up his... His only thing, resume. his only thing, which is the reason why he's still sort of okay like he's won this contract holdout not like win but it didn't like lose is just because he didn't have to play these first four weeks he didn't get injured right uh he's that's what he was worried about it is come his contract time he doesn't want to be injured going into the contract negotiations and get screwed out of a whole bunch of money because he's hurt yeah i just, I just want to put up real quick because i know we've moved on i just want to real quick just put a bow on the whole arizona offense thing not working Arizona ran 41 plays uh, on Sunday that had uh, four receivers on the field. 34% of those plays were successful. Good Lord. What does successful mean? Successful means um, you, and it's, it's, well, it's based on a down, by right. down basis. Um, like obviously, if you don't convert third down, that's yeah, a fail. So a successful first down gains, at minimum, it gains four yards. Okay. Um, a, a successful second down, and this is where the math gets kind of tricky, has to gain at least 60% of the yards that are left. So you can have an unsuccessful first down and then a successful third down, or second down. And then obviously the only successful third down is, is 100%. Yeah. So basically out of the 41 plays that they ran, only 34% of them met those criteria. Which basically means 66% of the time they were behind the chains. And when you run an offense that is predominantly get the ball in your playmaker's hands and make them run for the yardage, rather than throw past the chains and try to actively get first downs, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's meant to work in the NFL. New segment. In honor of Pat McAfee for the brand, who is the best punter right now? It's just going to be the two of you fighting about J.K. Scott and Morstead. Exactly. I mean... That's all it is. Damn, that's close. <laughs> J.K. Morstead, or J.K. J.K. Scott. We, Let's they, make them. The, okay. the, we're combining them. Science the babies! Let's go to the fucking lab. <laughs> you combine, if you combined them, they'd be the ultimate punter. For those who... Do not pay attention because they're small-minded individuals. J.K. Scott had a 66-yard punt the other day. This is not his first 66-yard punt of the no, year. No, not at all. <laughs> then, Sunday, Thomas Morstead had back-to-back-to-back punts that resulted in being down on Seattle's two-yard line, being down on Seattle's four-yard line, and being down on Seattle's three-yard line. It's insane. But how far did he kick it? Doesn't matter. Because was was he at the Seattle ten? No, because you're getting you're you're giving them more field to have to go, which is part of the reason why the Saints were able to get back off to that big hot start lead. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's real. I mean, a sixty-six yard punt is like frightening. 
Especially when you consider he's kicking into elements. Whatever you want to say the elements were in Green Bay. He's still kicking into elements that can affect the ball. This was in Seattle. That was in Seattle. In Did it rain during the game? I think it rained at some point. I mean, it rains constantly in Seattle. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, you it's impossible. Like, how do you how do you determine who's better? Like, you just have to. Why don't we have punt offs? So that's somebody called into the Pat McAfee show the other day, <laughs> and was like, "All right, so college rules for overtime: you get three shots. If it's still tied, tied after the you know each team gets three shots, uh, kick field goals. Yeah, after the fifty, if they're still tied." You just put your punters out there who has ever has the longest punt. <laughs> All right. They both, just, just to put this out here for you, both of these punters have uh, a 48-yard average punt. They have the exact same average? It, it, the, per, the percentile is different. Okay. But uh, I think Morstead barely edges him out. Yeah, he has 48.8, and J.K. Scott has 48.6. So, uh, J.K.'s are also punted more, I'm pretty sure. Um, Unless if the the Rams game was totally fucked. Yeah, he had, J.K. just had 21 punts, whereas uh, Morse has only had 13. Yeah. So it's a lot more from J.K. Scott. What's the, sorry, Packers have punted What's a lot Morse more. What's Morse's long this year? His long is yeah. uh we're talk- we're discussing punts on punters. I love show. talking about punts. Special teams. Punt- punting is like single hand It's 33% of the game. Yeah, it's it's a big chunk of the game. It's super important how well you punt in football. Football is a game about punting. Anyway. JK Scott's highest was 53. This is 50, sorry. Highest. Wait, let me check. Hold on. No, this isn't correct. Let me pull something up. What about that really high one, J.K. Scott? It was like an eight-second hang time or something like that. There were like three Packers surrounding the guy that was fielding it before it even came down. Yeah. That was fucked. Can you imagine being that guy? (laughs) Like, because he he probably wasn't going to fair catch it. And then he's like, well, now I got to fair catch it. So he fair caught it. And then he waited after he signaled. And there were like eight people standing around him. He was like, well... But don't fumble. Like, hope I don't muff this. That's it's a pretty good like strap though. Just like kind of like force, like make sure he can't move anywhere. I've always liked the. Uh, he's like so. I'll wait till he's. Morstead's long has been sixty-four yards. <coughs> and JK's was sixty-six. Yes. So they're like, they're so fucking close. Need to have Pat McAfee on to discuss it, break it down. Yeah, break break down their. Uh, Pat McAfee might just pick. Pat McAfee, honestly, knowing him, probably would just pick J.K. just because of how high his leg goes. <laughs> like <laughs> that would be the determining factor. It is a good meme. The leg, just just that man's leg is a good meme. Yeah, and how it goes to his fucking head, and then the coaches are like, "Don't do that all the time, please." You're gonna. He's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're going to rip your hamstring? Yeah, and he's like, mm, I'm doing it. I'm a yoga boy. Time for my leg to go. Why don't, why don't more football players do yoga? I don't know. It's a good point. That would be like the first. If I was ever a head coach of a football team, that would immediately be the first thing I, I did. Make the entire roster do yoga I would classes. make the entire roster do it. Especially like 
on the Mondays after the game. Absolutely. Like, Monday after the game, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt, but you're going to... It'll it, you'll, tr- you'll thank me. Yeah, be flex. You you get more flexible, right? Because the more you do it, it, it's Skip Bayless talks about it all the time. Like it's not loose muscles that get torn. It's tight, big muscles that get torn. Mm-hmm. So, like part of it is like, oh well, doing yoga doesn't prevent your ACL from getting torn. Yeah, I know. I'm aware of that because your ACL is a ligament, not a muscle. I yes. get it. You're smart. You're a science boy. Now shut up. <laughs> We're talking about the everyday nagging injuries that players get that don't knock you out for an entire year. The injuries that just linger for six weeks and hinder your performance, like hamstrings and quadriceps and shoulder injuries. Right. That type of stuff. Yoga helped that a lot. Yoga would definitely help that. And I, and I don't understand like how no one's jumped on that. I think it's just because it's still one of those. You're not going to convince a 350 pound offensive lineman to do yoga. There's a lot of there's a lot of football players who do like ballerina dancing. Yeah, there are. It's it's actually. no different. It teaches you uh, balance and body control. Right, man. It's not just like, like yeah, of course, like the the fucking like the consensus among like the culture is that it's like some kind of soccer mom thing, but like. It, it's got really good health benefits. It's hard, too. Oh, it's very difficult. You got to be, like, flexible, pliable, fucking, ugh. Yeah, and, and keep practicing. I bet you punters would be good at it. Uh, yeah, J.K. Scott's pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets some toe taps just right. Pointed shoes, everything. Oh, yeah. He gets the, oh, I'm my sure. God, what the, the flat shoes with the flat tops. The So the, the pointed, I think they're just called pointed shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. I don't know why I know ballerina terms. We all know why. Do we? No. Oh, okay. I was just gonna see if I was just gonna like kind of hand you like an un an unfinished joke and hope that you'd finish it. Oh, well, I mean, I read a ballerina manga one time, but I don't know oh, if like. Okay, well, yeah, then that would be. <laughs> that would, thank you. You finished the joke. Thank you. It was a sports. It was sports, but instead of sports, it was ballerina dancing. <laughs> Same thing. It's a Can sport. you cut this out of the show? <laughs> nope. It's staying in. Like like our listeners don't know, Matt's a total fucking weeb. What? I don't. Wa- I haven't watched anime for three weeks. Okay. Good. That is a lie. No, it's really not. Wow. What is wrong with you? And a new job. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, can we can we uh, not super freak out about Daniel Jones yet? Not yet. But it's impressive. Oh, Daniel yeah, Jones. Very impressive. He's got to do it more than once. Like right, Minshew. obviously he's I mean, Tampa Bay up. missed the kick. We're going to say that. Yeah. They basically, I mean, they, they won. I don't even care about the W. You're the one who sits there. When he still, he still had an 18 point W's. You're the person sitting there going like, oh, wins are quarterback stats. And like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the stupid fucking quarterback stat. I want to talk about his actual performance. Yeah. Which looked good. He was good. It doesn't matter. He did fumble a lot, missed. though. That's a concern. They made that kick. That's, that's, as Pat Shermer said, that's just football stuff. There's drills for that. Right, he's the a fumble th- drill. He'll fix well, it. He's also what you can't teach is how to come back from an eighteen-point deficit. How to keep your mind in the game. How to right. keep focused that and stuff coming back. Like yeah, impressive. That's the impressive shit about him. Also, I don't understand why Tampa Bay just didn't throw it sixteen times they, to Mike Evans. They fucking suck. That's why. Like for God's sakes, Jameis Winston saw that W. He was about to eat it and was like, 
my stomach full from last W. You're like, you're like, <laughs> me don't want any more W. I haven't passed the last W. <laughs> I, that last W got me constipated, man. You want to eat this bowl of W chili kicker? Sits down in front of him. Eats, <laughs> eats something, gets sick, misses the kick. <laughs> can't eat, can't eat too much of that W chili, especially if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker. Um, Tampa Bay actually has um one of the trendy defensive player of the years players on their team right now, Shaq Barrett. He's been yeah. playing. He's been playing like ridiculously well. Yeah, he has. In the early portions of the season, a lot of people were like, wow, like he really good. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that team needs to get like a running back and a different quarterback. He has a, he's one of the league leaders in sacks and tackles for losses. And he plays for Tampa, so no one cares. But like, he's doing pretty good. Talk to me in two years when he gets traded to a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it'll probably happen this year. How fucking bad do you have to be to have five turnovers and still lose. I don't know. Ask San Francisco. They lost. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Come again, friend? Now, do you want to know my thoughts about that game? Not I, really. I, 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 I just could... I just want to know how bad the fucking well, Steelers are. Well, that's, that's my... Uh, I understand... That nobody on the Steelers staff thinks that anybody that has ever played quarterback is as good as Ben Roethlisberger. I get that. That's what it doesn't seem like they. they yeah, I, that's definitely what it seems like to me. It just yeah. seems like all of the the entire Steelers rot, like the entire Steelers like coaching staff and organization thinks that well, no one's as good as Ben Roethlisberger. So let's just take this playbook that Mason's had for the last two years that he's studied for two years and just trim two thirds out of it. And make him throw check downs and run the ball for three quarters. And then when that didn't work, they were like, oh, wait, let's see if he can throw the ball deep and spread it out like he did at Oklahoma State for four years. And then he threw two straight touchdown passes. And then they were like, oh, we don't need to do that anymore. And then we lost. So there you go. That's how you lose a game getting five turnovers. Well, that's just uh, good old Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Man, what a good coach. Watching the spread chart of all of his attempts and completions is the single most frustrating thing I've ever looked at in my life. Yep. He threw two passes. Well, his two best passes deep down the field that were like schemed well were the touchdown to Juju and the touchdown to Deontay Johnson. <laughs> that was it. That was all. Everything else was just like run play to Connor up up the middle. Quick pass to Juju, quick pass to Washington, quick pass to Vance. And we kept getting tackled the second they caught the ball because none of our guys were fast. And they were all playing man. Also, San Francisco's a sneaky good defense this year. Yes. I'm not impressed with San Francisco. I'm not out impressed of, with them overall. Out of like the three, I'm trying to pull up a list of the 3 0 teams, trying to see which ones were. Thinks doing good and which ones are fake. I just think San Francisco is. I think the majority of San Francisco's problem is Garoppolo's inconsistency. Like they have a good defense. Like their defense basically kept them in the game against Tampa the first week because Jimmy kept turning the ball over and they couldn't run the ball against Tampa because no one's been able to run the ball against Tampa. And then in week two, I mean, they just 
preyed on a bad Cincinnati team. And then this week they had their deep their offense just cough it up over and over and over again. In the red zone, too. Like, their offense would get all the way down to the 30 and then cough it up in the red zone, and their defense would come out and immediately stop them, stop the Steelers, and force a punt. Yeah. Like, I think the San Francisco defense has been not the reason they're 3-0. and Totally, because you had that one game against Cincinnati where their offense just exploded. Right. It's definitely a factor. It's definitely straight up won them two of their three games. Like, it won them that game against Tampa. And it won them that game against Pittsburgh because you have no business winning a game when you turn the ball over five times unless you constantly keep forcing the team right after they get the turnover to go three and out. Right. Because then basically at that point, the drive meant nothing. All right. So we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have eight teams that haven't lost yet, and we have seven teams without a win. That sounds... Perfect. It's almost for 16. this NFL this year. Yeah. So obviously, we think Kansas City, New England, and the Rams are for real as far as three and zero starts. Do we? Yeah. Do we I think, think so. the Rams are for real? I think so. Their defense is incredible. They're not. They're not playing. It's the same thing that happened with the Browns. They're not even playing perfect football. And they're still handedly winning football games. The Browns almost won that game because the Rams were playing bad. Right. Which is just, it. it's going to take time to get used to it, but to start off 3-0 through it, and then you're just going to get more in sync and better throughout the year. Okay. I was just wondering, why wasn't it the same thing? You could say the same thing about the Packers. They're 3-0 and in spite of Aaron Rodgers' performance. It's a, it's a very similar thing, actually. And very you similar. know that at some point in the season, Aaron Rodgers is going to turn it on. The, 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 the amount of time so far this year that, that the Packers' defensive backfield has bailed them out has been insane. They're the one there. Uh, I think they're a top... Top five pass defense? Yes. Which is pretty insane. Going from, like, towards the bottom of the middle last year. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly interesting. I, I don't know. Let, uh, yeah. Do you Let's, think that they're legit? Who? They have the Packers. They have the best. Yeah, that's they might I, have the best resume out of a 3-0 team. Yeah, that's they what probably I, bet the, be, beat the best teams. That's what I was going to bring up next. Is the I'm not going to bring Detroit into it. Um because they tied Arizona. But uh, out of the other four remaining, we have San Francisco, Dallas, Green Bay, and Buffalo. Who do we think Who do we think's the realist and who do we think's the fo- Out of the ones we fakest. just mentioned? Yeah, yeah, the realist is probably the Packers, I'd say. Right. All right, Packers fan. I mean, I'm just No, it's true. No. I know. The realist one is the Packers. They have the resume. They beat some really good football teams. There are two the NFC North teams right now have combined for two losses, and both of the losses have come by the Packers. Right, right. That division is insane this year. Yeah. Now, also the the front half, even though the division's insane, the front half is still loaded in the Packers' favor, where they play like almost all of their home games in September and October. Right. So we'll see what happens when we get November and December, oh, and they're playing everything on the road. Right. Because the Packers are notoriously, well, at least Aaron Rodgers is notorious. Yeah. What do they have? Like the five of their. Five of their home games are in their first eight games or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. That's they did four in a row, four home games in a row. They have four home games in a row. That's yeah. messed up. Weeks two through five, I think. 
All home games. All right. So, I, I guess we're going to put Dallas next. Yeah, because the other ones were, were Dallas, to. Dallas, Buffalo, and San Francisco. Because, like, Dallas has next after you. you just because like they. The Patriots, they have the highest point differential. They're demolishing everyone they but play. But just from, like, recency, too. They're the last ones to make the playoffs. You know, they we know from last year that they were good. So they're just carrying that into this year. We, we know their defense is extremely talented. They have Zeke Elliott. And even when they. You know, sat him for the fourth quarter. Tony Pollard comes in and gets 100 rushing yards. So you have two running backs that can drop 100 yards on you. It's no one's business. Dak's playing out of his mind in a contract year. You got Amari Cooper doing things. Jason Witten realized his... The greatest tight end of all time. No, fuck that. <laughs> Not even close, baby. You're realizing that he could still play a little bit of football and catching a couple passes a game. I just... Team's going to be tough to stop and... It's not like the NFC West is doing anything yeah, special. East, east is doing anything special. Far and away, take the East. I was I thinking West. I don't think there's even going to be a fucking question. Philadelphia will get healthy at some point. All right, so yeah, then, we'll so then that leaves us Buffalo and San Francisco. I, I have to put San Francisco before Buffalo. You have to, unfortunately. They just have the more proven players and the more proven coach. Like Kyle Shanahan can coach his ass off. And. Coaching his ass off of a guy from like seven wins the past. Well, yeah, like granted, years. like yeah, especially well when you consider that what he's dealt with as far as like injuries and the division he plays in. I don't know. Like I've, I talked about, they were a top. They were actually as far as efficiency goes, they were a top five offense and a top. Sorry, not. Top and five. I'm not even like we're not even going to bring into the fact that. You're saying that Kyle Shanahan can coach his ass off and his team's still out there making stupid fucking mistakes and getting penalties it's, and fumbling the ball yeah. away. It's mostly just like... That's that's part of coaching, in my opinion. If your whole team's fucking doing that, then that's that has to be something that needs to be addressed. And so far, the past first three weeks of the season, they haven't been addressed. I think the big takeaway can be uh, between these two teams here is that like both of them make really dumb mistakes... Uh, on offense, and uh, but from what we've seen from Josh Allen so far, is he's able to rectify that shit. I think I think Bills are. I don't know. I could I could. That's a I'd be. I I know it's AFC NFC, but I could see the Bills making making a playoff appearance more than I can see San Francisco making a playoff appearance. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, especially because you're like, oh, it's AFC versus NFC. Like the NFC's, you're gonna have to win ten games. To get into the playoffs, yeah, absolutely. If you're in the NFC, and, and the the Bills could win eight, yeah, and AFC, be a five seed. Yeah, you could make it in with eight wins in the AFC, probably. Especially now, because goddamn, the AFC blows. Like the AFC sucks real bad, real fucking bad. There's only a few. The only team, the teams that are over 500 right now in the uh, in the AFC are the teams that are basically like, yeah, they'll be the playoff teams. It's like New England, Kansas City, Baltimore. Houston, which makes me mad, because Houston doesn't deserve it. They'll get in. And yeah, well, look at the division they play in now. Yeah, like they had a they had a potential twelve to thirteen win team in their own division just get hacked down to like maybe nine or ten. Yeah, and the Colts don't even still look that bad, which is. Does Atlanta suck? Yeah, I can't tell. Yes. No, yes. Atlanta is just bad. Like, I can't, I don't understand. I've watched Atlanta for three weeks. Yeah. 
And I can't tell if they suck. Nah, they suck, dude. They got some They basically issues. whipped the shit out of Philadelphia for two and a half quarters, though. So does Philadelphia suck? A yes. little bit. That's why I say I the Cowboys understand. did. Philadelphia's defense terrible. Right. That's their okay. big problem. Right, that right now, Even their top corner, who's hurt right now, uh, because everybody's hurt in Philadelphia, is still terrible. I think they're like, num- I think Philly's like number 30 in pass defense right now. It's like really bad. That's so messed up. Right. It's like really, really bad. And usually like they make up for it in their past rush, and that's even that hasn't been there. Uh, their offensive line doesn't seem to be in the games. They don't like... There's plays where they're literally just standing around, like letting Carson get hurt, like hit. Should have let, shouldn't never let Nick Foles go. Nick Foles wouldn't have let that fly. He got that pixie dust that makes That's people right. work. Hundred ten percent. That big penis that they're afraid of. I am very afraid of it. All right, all right. So then, second half to that is we have seven Owen, well seven winless, winless teams. teams. We have Arizona, Arizona, who's o two and one. Uh, and then Cincinnati, Miami, Pittsburgh, Jets, Denver, and Washington are all 0-3. Can can we see any of these teams in the playoffs and making a push to – who do we think out of these three, those seven teams are going to have the most wins by the end of the season? Well, let's rule out Miami. Yeah, definitely right. not Miami. Let's rule out Washington. Yeah. Huh? No. Uh, Washington – the only I saw a really funny tweet that you'd like. The only difference between Miami and Washington is Washington's not trying to do this. <laughs> uh, there's even Booger, who doesn't know anything about football, was saying that Jay Gruden's probably gonna get fired by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Jay Gruden also alluded to after saying that you know we don't want to put. Like I'm not switching guys out. He alluded this week that uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to get his chance mm-hmm. at some point. Which like, and then there's the other thing which somebody brought up that I don't, I kind of don't blame him. Your your starting left tackle is out. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to throw out a rookie just to get him like Hit. killed? Killed, right? Yeah. Or just finally you get, suck it up and trade Trent Williams, right? You got trade him, but I mean, like, do you blame you got you got your rookie quarterback in this first round this year? Do you blame trying to get him to come back to protect your rookie quarterback? No, but I mean, if if he's, I mean, Trent Williams is like adamant. He does not want that. He does not want to come back. And I I don't. I don't. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. But so, who are you ruling out? We're ruling out Miami. We're ruling out Washington. We're ruling out Arizona. Yes, we talked about that already. Um, so we have Denver, Jets, Pittsburgh, uh, Bengals. Rule out the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals are shit too. Uh, I, I I'm still I'm still gonna I'm still gonna be pessim not I'm still optimistic on the Bengals just because of what I said earlier that their offense is still gonna be like I mean they against the Bills defense who is good. You know, they were able to come back and almost put them in a position to win. Yeah, they have a. Uh, that the only thing holding them back is their defense. I don't think. And, and, and correct me. And they you only and you only have Joe Mixon who's going to get be getting healthier and AJ Green who's going to come back eventually. Right. I have no doubts about the Bengals' offense actually, but 
correct me if I'm wrong here. I've never seen this before in my life. Andy Dalton broke his own personal passing record. As a veteran quarterback, by the way, he's been in the league for a while now. Break his own passing record and lose. Lose. I feel like that actually... No, no, no. I feel like that happens a lot because you have a lot of those instances where quarterbacks throw for 500 yards right, like, and then don't win. Like there was a uh, Chargers-Packers game a few years ago where Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers both threw for 500 yards. And... Uh, Obviously, one of them lost in that situation, which was Philip Rivers. Um, there was Russell Wilson threw for 400 yards and lost this week. Yeah, you have you, you have that a lot. <coughs> Just because you're behind, you're going to be throwing the ball more. So the only ones left are what the Jets, Jets, Pittsburgh, Denver. I want to let you know that they weren't even behind in that game until the end. Who the Chargers? No, the Bengals. The Bengals weren't behind when in that in their first game. Well, they also had uh, Joe Mixon who was hurt, and so they couldn't get anything going on the running game. Right, but they they were they were ahead of Seattle until like. Oh, you mean in that Seattle game? Yeah, yeah this week one. Mr. Yeah, he broke his. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he. Broke I thought you were talking about this past week. No, no, no. He broke his personal passing record week one. Okay. Yeah, and then but he was like winning the whole time. Yeah. And like I, I've never seen that. Like, yeah, you, you throw the ball a lot when you're behind. But, like, they were fucking going at it. They also just can't run the ball. And that's, yeah. At all they can, in Cincinnati. They, yeah, they will be able to coming up here, like Corey was saying. Yeah. I think it's it's probably between... I think... I think Cincinnati has a chance. I know. I think Cincinnati has the be- better chance of having more game. wins by the end of the season. Their defense is so pitiful, though. I was going to say... I'm, my you know answer what? is Denver. <laughs> I can see Denver. My answer was going to be the Jets. Yeah, I, like that's the other thing. It depends on when, yeah, when Darnold, Darnold comes come back. Come back. Half the season without your starting quarterback? He's not going to miss... He might miss one more game. And then he'll come back. I think the Jets still have a shot to win at least seven games. Wow, dude. They play well. They're going to win too. Well, like 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 we said, hey. like I said earlier, their defense has three defensive scores on the year. Their defense is good. You know, no, no, I. Just, mm. But it's just their their offense isn't doing them any favors, Absolutely. and they have to stay out yeah. because if you look, all their defensive scores are at the beginning of the game, and then you know their offense can't stay on the field to give their defense time to breathe, and by the end of the day, they're just so tired. They could have easily beat Buffalo Week One. When they were all healthy. That was a very, very close game. They led in the fourth quarter. And then Josh Allen did Josh Allen things in the fourth. Right. right. So. It's like his MO is being behind in the fourth and you're just winning the game. I bet all y'all thought I was going to say Pittsburgh. No. 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 You, we no, know you was, have no faith in that team. No, you want them to tank. I do. Secretly in the bottom. Not, well, not anymore because we don't have not anymore because we don't have a first round pick anymore. Now there's no point. I can't. <laughs> we can't get. We can't get uh, to a Tunga Vailoa. <laughs> it's it's going to be great when Miami is the number one and number two overall. Picks. That's right. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, what was the fucking like? What a. What I will a say though. Change. Holy shit! Did he individually play really really well? Oh yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he did great. Minka's great. Yeah. So and I mean, like I guess like I guess it works out. It's, kind of. I think it's different for, between trading for a defensive player and trading for an offensive player, uh, just because like defensive, you're that a lot of teams don't have like a set defense like scheme. Mm-hmm. It 
all depends on what the other team's doing. So like we live give, in the era of sub package defense, right? So you give you give Minka like all right, like I know it's a short week, but this is your this is the guy you're covering this mm-hmm. week. Like you're you're going to either be covering this guy or this guy. Study their tape. You know you you're going to be our strong safety, right? Like you know how to play strong safety. Yeah. Like it's you don't have to really learn terminology, right? You kind of just have to learn the only. Like the feel as to how the defense kind of flows, which in Pittsburgh it doesn't. Yeah. The only I think so. the only exception to that is maybe linebackers because you have them, you know, either rushing the pass or, or dropping back in coverage. Yeah. And we saw that week one last year with uh, Khalil Mack coming in, yeah, on like a week's notice. Mm-hmm. That final, that Randall Cobb touchdown, he started rushing when he was supposed to drop back into coverage and that left Randall Cobb wide open for that big touchdown. Yeah. yeah like it's it's just there's more to know coming into that situation than it is like you know, your defensive tackle you need to cover this spot. Yeah. Defensive tackles, corners, like oh you're you play on the left side of the field. Yeah. You're either covering him or if you're like a guy like Jalen, yeah, you follow a run. Which by the way can't believe we didn't mention that. Jalen Ramsey has still not been traded. Well, yeah, uh, he hasn't been traded. He's not, he's not going to get traded. And he yeah. hasn't reported back to the team yet. Yeah, his, uh, his, his daughter's getting, born. Yeah, his his daughter's daughter's getting, getting born. born. And somebody... They told him to take as long as I don't. I want to I want to clear this up. Today, uh, somebody asked Doug Marone uh, what, where Jalen was, and Doug Marone kind of laughed and said, his back sight he called off like we're we're managing him like mm-hmm. everybody's back at, but he like people were like oh he laughed he like not even he believes like no there was a beat writer there who's always in shorts and a t-shirt and the one that asked him the question and today he was in a suit and doug marone buddies with them and he's like he kind of laughed at seeing him in a suit like that's what it was. Like that's what the beat writer said afterwards. Everything. Like okay. So I just want to clear up that rumor he, right yeah, now. Yeah, he also had the flu. Jalen did. Yeah. And all as they now both said, his daughter's being born. Right. So. Plus they have like a semi bye week mm-hmm. because of the extended. Uh, it's not like Jalen needs to be at practice. No, like that's the like, I. I think he's at that veteran level where. You know, like he's he's able to skip the big, like the first day. He's more than proven himself, right? That he's, he's a top. Five, he's a top. He's either a top five to top three player at his position. He's probably the best. He's a one percenter. And, That's what Chris Carter calls him. He's a and, one percenter, and especially now, like Shad Khan, he said that he's not trading like Jalen. Like that's not in the cards for him. He's got the final. Yeah, say. Uh, but then the other thing is, he already had. They were like the Rams are already at not the Rams. The Jags are already asking if, like, when it came out, they said they were asking for two first round picks. Mm. Now that Mink has been traded for a first round pick, they're not going to take any less than two first round <laughs> picks, right? Which no team's going to give up for. Miami would. No, they wouldn't. Why not? Because they need. A lot more players with those two first round picks <laughs> than one corner. Yeah, they need like a team. I mean, Josh Rosen looked okay that yeah. first half, but he doesn't have anything. Who's the number one receiver? Devontae Parker. Parker. No, Devontae. 
Huh. I forgot he was still playing football. Every- so did he. <laughs> Damn, dude. And then he made a really good 20-yard catch or whatever it was. And then yeah. That was... It. That was it on yeah. offense. That was yeah. <laughs> like they they set out to do what they wanted to do, and then they did it. And like, there's nothing else for us to do here. They wanted to scare the Cowboys a little bit, and then do we want to uh, transition to the Sunday night game? Is it time? And about how? What do we what do we want to call that fourth down and nine draw play? I didn't watch it. What do we want to call that? I also didn't watch it. We uh, uh, talking about the, the Freddie Kitchens the already called it the worst, the terrible. Oh play call. my god, he sounded so defeatist in that press conference. It's smacking his gum, sipping his water. No dumb call. No, it's just I can't. No, it's dumb. I'm, no, I can't do that. He, okay, Freddie Kitchens called a fourth, called a draw play on a fourth down and nine. Yeah, at like midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that much, but I just, I just, I didn't watch the rest of the game. Yeah. And, but and then, then there was everything else after the fact where after the defense bails him out again, intercepts Goff and has a chance to win the game, Baker finally starts dropping the ball in less than two and a half seconds. I don't know how many attempts he had in that game. Um, I, I know at one point when he, again, when he was releasing, because again, he is the second longest, second or third in longest time to comp- like throw the ball in the league still. And he also has... A really bad offensive line. Horrendous. They have well, the Browns have one of the worst offensive lines in the league right now, and you have a quarterback that doesn't want to get rid of the ball fast. But you have Baker, who at one point was twelve of thirteen or eleven and twelve in that game when he was getting rid of the ball in under two and a half seconds. But I know he had almost forty attempts, so it's thirty attempts where he held the ball longer than two and a half seconds. The beginning, the first half of that game was filled with. Basically, Baker got the ball and immediately threw it. Like, it was just, and which is, again, when you have Odell Beckham Jr., he runs the best slant in the NFL. It's a guarantee four yards. Guarantee. Solid. Guarantee four yards. Unless the defense is just like, okay, well, that's all they're doing. So let's just jump this route. That's it. Like, that's how you stop that. So the Browns were basically, the offensive game plan was... You know, how do we get away from this terrible offensive line and Aaron Donald? Okay, you just line up and shotgun three receivers, even though the Browns are horrendous from three receiver sets. Well, they're horrendous from three receiver sets, but Nick Chubb was having success. They were actually able to run the ball. Like, their run blocking is okay. It's their pass blocking. No, no, no. Their run blocking is good. Yeah. That's the thing. It's passing from, like, 11 personnel. They are not good, and they do it. All the time. Well, yeah, again, when they got inside the 10, they didn't even try to run the ball once. They just ran inside the 10. They had spread receivers, empty sets. You didn't even, like, try to run. That's when you should have ran a draw. Yeah. That's when you should have ran the fucking draw. No, but instead, and and then Baker, he threw the shade at Rex Ryan, but he's also has more fourth quarter interceptions than any other quarterback in the last, like, I forget the exact amount of games, but I think it's like since he's become a starter, he's thrown more fourth quarter interceptions than any other starter in the league. He's trying to make it work. I'm not. He's trying to force it in. I'm not saying like this is a reason why, like Baker's like throwing these interceptions or anything, but I think it, like I know like you have to send your quarterback out for the press conferences, but when you go out and they're just like asking you 
dumb questions about like the shade that people was throwing at you. I think like I think I had to make the call at one point. Like, all right, you're not going out this week. Like to answer questions, somebody else can go out. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it could be a distraction to Baker. Like you, you see all this, he like all these people asked some questions over the offseason all like this brown team looks really good it's like you know hyping them up and everything and like maybe maybe it got to his head a little bit and then you have it all come crashing down like not even a week later like of them just throwing the opposite like oh he's overhyped oh like like mystifying the heel turn on baker mayfield darling darling qb savior of the browns now all of a sudden unless you're a browns fan people want to trash on him and it's not like he's changed yeah, like it. No, he's just—he's the exact same I, person he was. I just like maybe just give him a couple weeks off from the press, like like let him like you know not deal with them. Like I think that's like as a player, I don't think it's fair. Like like your team loses the game and then you have to you have to go take out the brunt of it. Like that you take the brunt of it. And I know that's what quarterbacks do, and I know that's what players do. Is they like, you know they shoulder shoulder it but like your boy does that better than anybody right drew Brees does that better than anybody in the nfl right but and i like i'm not in baker is doing a good job at it but maybe it is affecting him a little bit like just let somebody else go out there and answer yeah i i heard let odell beckham go out because we know odell beckham he was in the biggest market in the world Mm -hmm. we know he he knows how to handle shit like kind of and you kind of can just get, but it gives like it would give the media something else to talk about other than like your second year quarterback. You know, I heard an interesting point, and I had never thought about it when it came to Baker. Baker, for his entire life, has always thrived as the guy that no one expected things from, and like an underdog that had to like kind of grind his way and work his way up. But with all of the noise that the Browns made in the offseason and they got catapulted to favorites, it was a position that he's never been in. But the problem is, is that when you're a favorite going into a season, but then you lose, you don't transition to an underdog. You transition to a disappointment. Right. It's And Baker has been neither of those two things ever. He's never been the favorite. And he's never been the disappointment. He's always just been the underdog that overachieves. So now Baker's kind of in this spot where he's bouncing back and forth between these two things. And he's not used to either of them. And, like, I'm convinced at, at like, at some point, I don't want to say Baker's going to lash out. Baker's going to say something to these media people, like you said, that ask him these stupid questions. Baker's going to say something. I don't want to say it's not going to, it's, it's, it's going to borderline like, oh, you probably shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm going to love that he says it because I love Baker and I love how conf, like confrontational he is when it comes to that type of stuff. And like how Matt said, like he hasn't changed right at all. So a part of me is kind of like, that's what you expect from him mm. is like, if he's getting asked dumb stuff, he's going to look at you like you're a moron. Like, don't, like, what are you looking at me like that? Like, like the Bryce Harper. That's a clown question. He's very Bryce Harper ish. Mm-hmm. But how the media is going to react to that if they're losing is going to be a lot different if they react, if him, if they, re- like, if he's winning. 
Yeah, again, if in in seven weeks, if the Browns are starting to win, all this shit right now means nothing. In fact, if the Browns win this week, they're in first place. They're in first place. Now, if they lose, they're in third right. place. So, At least you- <laughs> how how bad is the AFC North this year? Good God, like my lord, it's not that bad. It's yeah. it's bad. You got. You got the Ravens who are good, and then you got the Browns who are just off to a slow start. I mean, the slow start, though, could potentially continue. Potentially, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it took them a while last year to get things it going. Did. So, well, I mean, it took them finally canning Hugh and, Jackson. And, and maybe, and maybe if your number one wide receiver doesn't skip practices all of training camp. Yeah. He did that a lot in New York. Yeah. It's almost like that's just like part of his character. Yeah. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Which is okay because it's That's fine. It's 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 it was New York and nothing really changed. No. You're on a new team. There's a new system. Might want to go learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Might want to like develop the reps with your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. That might be a good thing. One of the most the one of the most talented wide receivers and in the our most, lifetime, and the most egotistical, one of the most egotistical mm. e- e- definition of the diva wide receiver. Who, Antonio? Oh, de- <laughs> wonder who I'm describing here. The one that doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you've been like kind of back and forth on Odell though, because we've had this discussion about Odell a lot. About is he a diva or is he just passionate? I think he's passionate. <laughs> I always go back to a lot of the stuff that he did at New York, where it was like he put on Instagram like oh like when he signed the he signed his like one year extension before he got the big contract, and he went on Instagram and was like I'm gonna work so hard and I'm gonna do this for all you fans and then skipped training camp. Like really, dude? Yeah, but a lot of players skip training camp. I don't know. Yeah, not after they tell their fans that they're gonna work harder than they ever have before. Yeah, it's not like he. We don't know if he didn't work hard like on his own and everything. And we also we aren't we also aren't saying that he isn't stupendous, right? Like <laughs> that, that may not need it. It's still the right. I like just like I don't. Maybe he doesn't need it, but maybe Baker needs time to develop that timing. That's a good way to put it. Odell may not need it. Baker probably needs it. Right. I mean, like he's Baker. Could be one of the best quarterbacks in the league in a couple of years, but he just needs he's he's a second year guy. Mm-hmm. He needs time to like come out and learn like all his new weapons and all of that. Also, doesn't help again that you have a terrible offense. That you line. have a terrible offensive line, and you have a head coach that's just just got catapulted up the hierarchy of. You know, kind of how you become a head coach, which is that's one of the things that I think I mentioned off off season too is like if there's a, if there would be anything to hold them back really is just like the inexperience of their head coach. Like he wasn't even an offensive coordinator all of last year, right? You know, he was a he was a quarterback coach, running back coach, running back coach. Okay, so running back coach. Yeah, so that's even like you know, yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. I I mean, we'll see. Again, he he hasn't had a lot of experience. I've seen some Browns fans wanting to dump him already, and yeah, he did some shit tier play calling. And, and when you have that well, like, super defeatist attitude, it, I think that was my biggest red flag of the moment for Freddie Kitchens. He's newer; he can make the mistakes early in the season. A few bad play calls, we get it. But did you watch the? Did you see the way he acted in that post game press conference? Did I no. see that? He sounded absolutely defeatist. Like I was watching Good Morning Football and they were going over it. And oh my God, he, he no, no eye contact, was always looking down, smacking his gum louder than Pete Carroll. And then just like saying, I made bad calls. I fucked up. Basically, I'm the problem. I made bad calls. I should have maybe tried to run the ball. I don't know what I was doing. I'm sorry. Blah. And if you're going to come out as the head coach and say stuff like that instead of like, standing for your plays like I was making the call I thought was the best even though it didn't work out we'll get him next time you, you like coach speak he came out and sounded defeatist and he looked defeatist and now the day after in the media briefing the day after that was like a, from Browns media and shit he, he looked a little bit better but obviously you have a day to stew on it and think about it the different well the reason it's important is because if that's the way he re, if that's the way he acted publicly how did he act privately to the team? Like, if he went out there to the media and just totally just looked completely defeated in himself, how did he respond in that locker room? Well, maybe... Like, how did the locker room respond to him? That, well, exactly, and that's maybe, the thing. Maybe like, he went into the locker room after the game and totally laid into them. Yeah, and that's was just what I'm so, saying. It was just so emotionally spent afterwards mm-hmm. that he was kind of yeah. just like it doesn't that's what i was saying it doesn't necessarily mean that he was that way to the players that he was super on himself which isn't good he could have been like the rah-rah like no like we can stick with this and we can improve and we can get better but then kind of <laughs> turned around to the media and kind of had the wherewithal like yeah i kind of did some i had some bullshit calls that game like some awful first of all just Running the ball on fourth down and longer than a foot is just, man, like... It's one of those things that he was trying to outthink himself, like he did when they got inside the goal line where there was still 30 seconds on the clock and they had three timeouts. You could have ran the ball. They didn't even do run action No, on any of the four plays. Empty sets. Nick Chubb was... One of your star offensive players that night, empty sets, and then when you were no play ball, action, no, no RPO, play action, no RPO, they stopped doing that, RPO in the second half. And when they were throwing the ball, they weren't targeting Landry or uh, or Odell. They were targeting the backup tight end because he had a catch in the first half. They were making like their th- who Higgins, uh, yeah Higgins. They were trying to target Higgins and the backup tight end. And well, I think that's like that could have been one of the things. Like, all right, we need to get. We need to get Baker going. We need to get him in rhythm. Let's get him this touchdown. Get his confidence up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even like maybe he thought like like I'm not gonna tell him to like fucking roll out during this play, but I I want him to like I want him to like be able to make the play on his own. Mm. How many? I guess we could. If we're talking like there really isn't any other team in the NFL right now that had the preseason expectations that the Browns do that aren't meeting them. I would argue that, yeah, like, sure. if we really thought about it. I, I, would, I think we all were saying that the preseason expectations for the Browns were a little extreme. They, well, I, I don't know if they were, though. 
Especially Dude, now when you look around. Talent. When you look around in the division now. It does not fucking matter what. Like. It you, does matter, Justin. What are you talking I, about? I think. Well, here's what, here's what my point was going to be. How. You goofo. How many more. How many more losses can this Browns team sustain? And still win the division? No. Bef- I don't know if they win the before division. The, before it just unravels. I don't think it's going to unravel. I don't mean unravel in the sense like the locker room's going to just implode. What I mean is, is like, you're going to have a lot of... Chris Carter says it a lot. There's a lot of people... And, and Chris Carter loves like Odell and loves Baker's... Chris Carter has been on First Things First over and over. He's like, none of the players on this team have ever won anything. Jarvis is not a winner. Odell's not a winner. Baker, as far as his NFL career goes, not a winner. Olivier Vernon's not a winner. All these other guys they drafted aren't winners. So what happens if they just keep losing? What if they're 1-5? What if they're 1-6 and and the Ravens have beat them now? Pittsburgh's got two wins. Cincinnati's got two wins. Like, what's going to happen to this team? Like... They're not going to fire Kitchens because that'll piss Baker off because that's Baker's guy. Baker wanted him as the coach, you know? So what do you do? Like, what happens? That's why this week is, like, the most... You need to win this game. Like, winning this game against Baltimore is so ridiculously important. That's what's scary because you add that extra pressure to it. What if they fuck up? And both games last year were... Down to the wire. Like, first, the Browns won the first game in OT. And then the second one was the last game of the season when Baker threw the interception. When they were trying to put Pittsburgh into the playoffs. (laughs) They need to get... I think they need to get a guy like how Tom Coughlin is in Jacksonville right now. Just like the... I agree. Like the president. Somebody who's been in the position of winning... That could kind of like lead the locker room without, without like you know, without taking over coaching duties and all that. Just get the guy that can bring in the culture of winning mm-hmm. and put it into the locker room. Go get Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. All right. Mike, I mean, hey, if if, if you, put him you in some kind of like dumbass executive, yeah, or something. Mike McCarthy. Executive VP yeah, of I, football I'm operations. I'm dead fucking serious. Like, he's not a... Not even like he was a terrible coach, even. Like... Won a lot of games. Yeah. I don't with know. With basically no relationship with his quarterback. I don't know if he wants to do anything with football. No, he's probably... He would have probably had a... He probably would have had a coaching job this offseason if he yeah. wanted one. I think... And judging by, like, the reports that came out last year of him, like, not even wanting to go to the meetings and skipping meetings and stuff... I mean, he's 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 made his his egg, like yeah, they made his mark on football. I think it, it just getting back to that'll be the last thing I say. Like, I think this is just a tremendous. It's a in a weird kind of way. It's kind of a must-win game for both teams. I don't say for both teams. Well, no, I think it is because Baltimore's first two wins were against two teams that are projected to finish in the bottom ten. Yeah, but there's and then the one team they lost to was a. Was a good was a good team, but yeah. you lost to them. It was a good game, though. It was a good game, but you lost. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson looked kind of like Lamar Jackson from last year, where he was missing guys. He didn't have a passing touchdown, right? Against one of, I'm sorry, but against one of the worst secondaries in the league. Whoa, dude. Yeah, I don't think they're one I mean, of the worst he, anymore. He right? was missing. He that's still they're still like 
We're I'm, middle of the pack yeah, now. Yeah, they're like okay? middle. Mith- they're like sixteen. Mithay is good. Like he just, but like your corn and Kendall Fuller is good. Is it Kendall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's good. But like he still. Rashad two- Breland's kind of iffy yeah, at Bresh- times. Breland's terrible. If if anything's taught him us that from Washington is he's terrible. Hmm. And then the other whoever else you have on the outside's bad. But that's what I was like with the Ravens. So Lamar looked a lot like year one Lamar last year because he was just missing people deep. Just wildly missing people. That one play he had, though, that was like on the oh, one-yard line. That was his evasiveness. That that was something else. Falling, falling backwards. like In our group, just I'll make this one. In our group chat, when he completed the pass as he was being tackled, I wrote in our group chat tagging Matt. I was like, yeah, Matt, how does it feel? That backyard football bullshit happening to your team. See, I, I wasn't even watching the game because like, I was at work. I didn't even see that. I hate oh. And then, like, he had that, that stupid bullshit. With, he had that absolutely crazy thing where he threw all the way across his body and sneed and made a play on the ball. Yeah. How's that feel? Whew. How's it feel to be on the receiving end of that? I mean, like, we always had a almost two possession lead the entire game, I so I didn't feel too bad. I know. But what I'm saying is. <laughs> it's fun to watch. What I'm did, saying did is. Did you see how bad your guys' tackling was? On um, yeah, oh yeah, it was really it couldn't couldn't tackle Ingram or Lamar if our life depended on it. It was so bad. Like Ingram looked like he should be like, like our, all time. Thing, our pass like, defense has definitely improved, but our run defense has not gotten better. Um, which is almost more dangerous because be having a bad run defense more so is a counter to Pat than having a good passing defense. That's that's because mostly the, fair, yeah, but I also think it, with the way that it's been, everyone was always touting how fast the Chiefs could start, but now it's becoming that they can strike at any moment. It is two weeks in a row now, slow starts in the first quarter, but then in the second quarter, bam, 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 all of a sudden they're up three scores. It feels like midfield is the red zone for the Chiefs, and like I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, with, with, but with the Ravens, like, okay, so you beat Miami. Okay, Miami's going to go 0-16. Possibly. It's very possible, yeah. You beat Arizona. It was closer than people thought, but you beat them, right? But then you lost to Kansas City by mostly you trailed two possessions the entire game. Like, you brought it within one, but then... At the end of the game. Now, a ballsy call by Andy to call that screen on third and nine. Yeah, it's true. Now, the, the interesting well, we- thing about that play, there's uh, they set that up the week before. They ran that same exact formation and set up against Oakland... And uh, they had that was one of the plays that they hit Kelsey or, or Kelsey or Hardman on a seam route where they had the triple on the other side. So when they made that look against the Ravens, the Ravens saw it on videotape because they re, they reacted to it the way they saw it against the Raiders, where they all started going to stop the seam routes, and that's when Williams came out of the backfield on the screen. So like there was some planning to that, but I still think it's ballsy to call screenplay on third and nine with the game on the line. There, I don't think they would have stopped Lamar. There was a lot. Way. I think there was a lot of out coaching the Ravens, out coaching themselves at the beginning yes. of the game. There was a lot of like there. There was at least two fourth down conversions that they didn't get at the beginning of the game. Just the because they were, conversion on their first touchdown that yeah, they went for for yeah, some reason. It was. It was. You know. It was. Uh, you had that. Like they were. It seemed like they were in the mentality. Like we. We have to get out fast and early against them, which 
That's like, the batch of overconfidence, baby. But doesn't it feel like if the Ravens lose to the Browns this week, doesn't it kind of feel like our preseason idea about what they were going to be will be true? No. That they're just... No, You're no, going to no, say no, them fad pod boys no, are no, right? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like, because our most of our preseason stuff with the Ravens was the Ravens are going to be that team that beat the living piss out of all the bad teams they play, but can't compete with all the good teams they play. So if you whip the shit out of Miami and Arizona, and then you get beat pretty much bell to bell by the Chiefs, and then you go and you lose to the Browns who have not been playing well, so a lot of people are down on them, but people still think that they can like get things going. If you lose those two games and now you're two and two, like, what's is the that, narrative? What's the narrative of this team? It's exactly that. That they're re- they're a good enough team to just whip on everybody that's bad, but they're just still not there yet to compete with the actual good teams. Uh, it's too early to tell. I st- but, well, that's why I that's why the Cleveland Baltimore game is like there's so many the ga- storylines the, ga- the, the game of the week like right. it's yeah, so important. So. <laughs> Real quick, what did you guys think about Kyle Allen? Uh, this is the second time he's beat a bad team. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. We're like he's very just okay. He's not the, the I, biggest. I, I think Arizona can't cover tight ends. I think he he <laughs> gives he gives you. What you? I think he's good enough that he opens up Christian McCaffrey, which is good for your offense right now. Is it enough that the Panthers would consider moving off of Cam? Uh, at least for this year. Yeah, you think so? I, I could see them sitting Cam for the rest of the year easy. It was kind of alluded to the fact that they think it's a more serious foot injury. Right. Uh, they said it's not a Liz Frank fracture, which would automatically need surgery. It's a Liz Frank injury, which. Mm-hmm. It needs to be rested before it does fracture and needs surgery. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I if, if Kyle Allen starts doing pretty well consistently, I could see them just being like, fuck it, let's let Cam rest for the rest of the year at least and just let Kyle Allen do his thing, even if they end up going like 8-8 eight eight or whatever. Would they ever move off? I mean, this is his final year in his deal, at least as far depends. as his guarantees go. If Kyle Allen turns out to be amazing, I could see them moving off. It all depends. I mean, you got you got Kyle Kyle Allen, and then you drafted Will Greer. So I mean, it could be something. I don't know. I I, see I, I think I think Kyle Allen needs to get you either win the division or get you at least into the playoffs mm-hmm. with a close to a double digit win record. Because if he doesn't, if he yeah, because if he doesn't make the playoffs. Then you can f- have the fallback idea of like, oh well, if if we won this many games without Cam, then if we had Cam, we would have made the playoffs. Right. right, and then they just put him back in next year. Yeah, they just throw him right back in. Right, and then he gets hurt again. And trade Kyle Allen to the Dolphins for a first round pick. There you go. Be solid. <laughs> yeah. All and right, then uh, and then they don't spend their first round picks on a quarterback. Yep. To to close this thing out, do you have your uh, good old stat lines in front of you? Yeah, I do. Uh, this Close week, send these boys home. This week, I have uh, actually not to. Well, I mean, to me, Matt, I know me and Matt picked uh, lines last week. What was our other one that we picked? Because I think I'm pretty sure we won both of them. Love the Lions pick. I did have the Lions hey, uh, covering that game. Did we pick I Dallas? Picked the Giants. 
We, so did I. I also picked have, the Giants. We might have picked Dallas. I can't remember. I know we picked the Lions for sure. I picked. I picked Dallas. I think all of us did. I think all of us were like, "Yeah, fuck Miami." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, because fuck Miami. Like, yeah. I definitely did that. I missed on a. As far as my my actual personal bets went last week, I missed just on Atlanta. They fucking suck. Through three weeks, um, I went ten and six, eleven and five, and ten and six against the spread. So, I missed. I missed. I think four games but, so far this year, but I'll play everything. Uh, so, all right. So starting else. here, we're, I'm just going to give you the team getting the points. <laughs> all right. So start with Thursday. Uh, Packers Eagles. Eagles are getting four and a half. Falcons and Titans. Titans are getting four and a half. Bills Patriots. Bills are getting seven and a half. Ravens, Browns, Browns are getting six and a half. Uh, Chiefs, Lions, Lions are getting six and a half. A lot of six and a halves in this week. Yeah. Uh, Colts, Raiders, Raiders are getting six and a half. Chargers, Dolphins, Dolphins are getting sixteen and a half. Redskins, Giants, Giants. I'm sorry, Redskins are getting three and a half. Panthers, Texans, Panthers are getting four and a half. Buccaneers, Rams, Buccaneers are getting nine and a half. Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals are getting four and a half. Vikings, Bears, don't bet that game. No. Is a game where the Vikings are getting two and a half. Don't bet that game. No, absolutely not. Do not bet that football game. Oh, really? No. I wouldn't at all. Less than a field goal between those two teams. That game might finish six to three. Oh, no. I mean, I was... Seven to nine, baby. Because Chicago is above 500... The Vikings are gonna trash tier and yeah. lose. So I, that was I was real talk. Chicago's my lock of the week to cover the spread. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, Jaguars plus three and a half against the Broncos. The Saints, as we already mentioned, two and a half point favorites or two and a half point underdogs to the Cowboys. And then the Steelers and Bengals on Monday night. Bengals getting four and a half. I'll give you. I'll give you my first one. Buccaneers plus nine and a half. Yep. The Rams can't run the ball effectively. The Buccaneers don't allow the run, so that just completely neutralizes that. The Buccaneers have been in every single game. They've all been one-possession games, less than five points yeah, every I single game. At the most, they lose by a touchdown, and then the, the, yeah. the it's covered. So, like, yeah, I yeah. absolutely would take it. I'm going to say Saints and Bengals win straight up. Saints-Bengals win straight up. I'm taking, I'm taking Chicago to destroy Minnesota. It might not even be close. And then we're taking Jacksonville, uh, getting the th- Jacksonville's getting the three points. Jacksonville is uh, getting the three and a half. Three and a half. The fact that Jacksonville's getting points against Denver, I'm picking Minshew. So uh, my, my locks are Chicago, Jacksonville, and I'm staying far away from, surprisingly enough, no matter what you said last week, I'm staying the fuck away from Miami Charger game. I'm not. Going all in. Every single week, I'm doing it. Men against Miami? I'm doing it every single week. I, I can see taking that charge. Especially since Miami's getting less points now, the Chargers can still make shit happen on offense. Um, Bill, oh. seven and a half. Yes or no? Getting not, not that Not that you would bet it, but no. if you, like, gun to your head, no, bet take, this game. Take would, the Patriots. You think take the Patriots? Yeah, the Patriots. I mean, again, there's all the stuff we talked about at the beginning of the show is it could be closer. The Bills are playing well right now. If there's a time to beat Belichick, it's in September when the Bills are at their best. This will but be a- Brady is 15-2 and two against Buffalo all time. And, like, the win margin's not even, like, ah, it's rough, dude. I would, this, gun to my head, I say, I'll take it. 
You would take the Bills? I'd take the Bills. Okay. I was going to say, if any game this week is going to backdoor cover, this would be the game that will backdoor cover. Right. Like, the Bills will keep it close all game long, and then either Allen's going to throw a pick, or Brady's going to hit a pass that just goes the distance late, and they end up winning by, like, 13. Yeah. That's and it looks like the game was never close. Right. Um, I definitely think that's a... My, my, t- my lock, for sure, is Tampa. Yeah, me too. And then I think my other one, as far as like a lock goes, I mean, I always joke about Miami, but at this point, Miami's not a lock. Uh, Miami's just a a thing I'm doing until they win. I'm taking the Packers. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by... I think they're going to win. At least a touchdown. They're just the healthier team. Oh, yeah. The the back... I guess that defensive backfield. Oh, another one I think would be a good one. Um, Colts at home will beat the Raiders by more than a touchdown. I think so. Oh, I can see it. I think I think the Colts will win by that game by more than a touchdown. I can definitely see it. Jacoby Brissett is turned out to be at the at the very at his worst serviceable. And they're at home. The yeah. Raiders flat out like Mark have been dumpstered the last two weeks. Right. So I know. You know who isn't getting beat by more than a touchdown? Mm. Patreon.com slash F A D P O D. Our, our, uh, my wallet is, so if you'd like to do this, <laughs> fucking make the new tier. Okay. You just really want Angry to give you $50 a month. I do. <laughs> oh my god. Basketball season's coming up. I need my fucking Butler jersey. <laughs> You're getting that Miami Vice? Yeah. Jimmy Butler jersey? Yeah. We're, we're, we gotta get more equipment for us. That's after. We can get it. Okay. <laughs> Well, think about it. like it's going to be part of the equipment because he's going to wear it every episode. Right. It's I'm the one doing the work. I get the first two months pay. From <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that has to have the conversation with Angry that we know he doesn't want to have. Jesus, Angry's a good guy. He's a, he's a I good had guy. dinner with him at LAX. So am I. That's why he's giving him the opportunity to be his friend. Oh my god. <laughs> So uh, we also have twitter.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. We've actually been semi-active there over the course of the season. Corey does the most. I try. Corey's good at the memeage. Um, Facebook. We don't use. God, dude. (laughs) We're supposed to. We we do our fad pod picks every week, but then we don't talk about it. I tweeted at Pat McAfee and asked him who had the better season so far. As far as punchers go. Hell yeah, dude. I hope he responds. During while we were recording the episode. Oh sweet. Oh no response though. No. Damn. Come on, Pat. Help, Help us, us out. out, buddy. Help us out, Pat. I want the definitive answer. Kuiper, you need to start calling into their show every day and just getting a rapport with them. With who? Pat McAfee. Why do I have to call? Because you're the personality. Alright, that's fair. You just call every day until you get on and then somehow plug football after dark. Alright. Or when I just get my own show again, I'll just have Pat on. Oh my god, do it. Or just be like, hey, just call in and eventually be like, hey, me and my me and my other co-hosts are talking about this on our on our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get Bill Belichick on my show because he's a big fan of Struthers football. Yeah, that's yeah. His dad tried to dad, dad from Struthers. Struthers. He is. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I, what the new uh, the new about the stadium the new football. the new field. It's Belichick Field. Yeah, huh? Yeah, and he uh, you, you see him sometimes walk around wearing a Struthers Wildcats hoodie. Yeah. Holy fuck, that's sick. That's our hometown. He, he built a stadium for it. We appreciate it. Don't dox us. It's our what? It's, it's our... Well, I mean, not your hometown. Yeah, it's not my hometown. Don't dox me. It's three of our hometowns. It's not the fourth. 
I'm from a land far away. Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> 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 right, I'm a corn. Name of this episode, Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs>